0: What's up, everybody? My name is Adam, and I'm the host of the You Know Adam Sane podcast, the show that is dedicated on bringing on passionate people, learning about their stories, and delivering value to entrepreneurs. So if that's what you're interested in, go ahead and follow, like, and subscribe. You know what I'm saying? How's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the You Know Adam Sane podcast, where you get to know a little bit more about people, passions, and all things business. Today, sitting very, very far across the way, I have Mr. Robert David Weeks. Glad to have you on the show.
1: Yo, Adam. I super appreciate it to be part of the show and excited to be able to serve the community too. And pump for everyone that is watching, listening in. Super excited.
0: Yeah, awesome. Uh, Robert, uh, you are a phenomenal speaker. I had the opportunity to see you speak at the Grit Conference, and uh, I learned very quickly that the reason why that's the case is because you actually, uh, this is your, this is what you do full time. You basically uh, teach people how to become more effective public speakers
1: yeah and it's been it's been the journey we can definitely get into the journey of like how that came to be but yeah for my focus is being able to support people and being able to share their genuine voice and being able to really get be be able to get present too in the moment um life there's a lot that's happening a lot of stuff that we have to deal with in a day and so when we can get back to being present and also experiencing more fun that's like i think we could all use a little bit more fun so really that's the focus when it comes to this work in public speaking
0: That's awesome. Uh, tell me a little bit about kind of, uh, I guess how you got here, right? Like, so, um, being able to be a effective public speaker and also not only be effective public speaker speaker, but also be at the core, um, having fun with it. How did you get to this point? Yeah. Well, I
1: mean, the key is like, it was not always fun, like for the majority of the time. And, uh, so where, where how it started was as a kid growing up. Um, I grew up with uh, I was the youngest of three brothers, and then also two. Both my te- both my parents were teachers, and so growing up, I just I I felt this this kind of like sense of you know really being shy when it comes to meeting new people. Um, engaging, I always felt like I had to be someone that I wasn't in the moment, um, and always kind of be in essence, like the perfect person, um, for whoever that other person was I was talking to. And that was over just a course of the series of, of, um, years growing up as a kid. And then when I got into college, um, really for me, that was a moment of a shift that started to happen of being able to get outside my bubble. I feel like we can all relate to having those moments where we feel like we're in a bubble and we need to get out and we need to go experience the world Um, and that could be depending if you're in a small town which is what I was I was in a small town um, to just being in a very confining place or having people like want to influence how you want to act and uh, what you want to say and so this sense of wanting to go out there and and really try my own path uh, is what led me in college of going to um, College Charleston in South Carolina and so for me that was a moment to really start to open up and share more of my voice. And I was grateful for an opportunity to, to have a class in entrepreneurship there. And that really sparked it for me of doing presentations, getting into more public speaking. And as the years progressed, uh, I realized once I graduated that even though I had gotten these, these better at the skill, I still felt like I wasn't being my genuine self. I felt like even though in that moment I really didn't know what that looked like, I felt like I was also still being someone else and and faking it in many ways of like how I was expressing myself to others. And so I remember my first networking event. This is really what what kicked it off for me for the moment of just being on this path, driven to support people and being able to share their genuine voice was I had an intention of showing up at this networking event. It was an entrepreneurship event. Speaker was going to come in, share their story. And you had that moment of everyone getting together, connecting. And it's a paid event. And I remember having the intention of, I want to show up in my true self. I've, I'm not really sure exactly what that is, but I'm going to give it a try. Like I'm going I'm to put it out there. I feel epic about it. I'm excited. I'm ready to rumble. Like Let's do this. And uh, then the day comes. Like I bought the ticket. I get it. And I show up, I start walking up towards where it's being held and I still remember seeing the registration area and all of a sudden it switches. You know, I was like pumped up, ready to go, like chest flared up. And then all of a sudden I see it and I switch. And I go into mm. this, oh, gosh, like, this is about to happen right now. Like, this is going down. And you start getting the palm, like, palm sweating, the the voice quivering, the, man, like, pit stains forming. I had, like, a waterfall, it felt like, coming out of my armpits. And, of course, as I go up, I put on that fake smile that we've all perhaps experienced in those moments. We're not feeling it, but we're doing it. And so I put it on. I remember, you know, just saying hello, getting the name tag, going up into the uh, into the building. And then there's that elevator to go to the second floor where the event is. And I remember getting in the elevator with someone else. And I'm like, all right, here's my chance. Like, let me start just opening up, sharing. And so I remember saying hi. And then the person turns to me and they say hi. And then that was it for the entire time. And I'm like, oh, this is a great start. Like, here we go. And so the elevator doors open up. We go out. And uh, she, she goes up in front of me and, and goes towards the room. And now it's that like tunnel vision that starts to happen. Because you see the room at the end. And it's this long corridor. And I still remember the groups forming. And for those that have gone to networking events and have walked in late... You know that moment where you see these like it's like feels like you're in the wild with these groups of packs of people in, in different areas all connecting and you're like how the hell am I going to go in and like introduce myself how am I like shake hands like am I going to interrupt? like what do I do with my hands am I going to look weird and I still remember getting to the doorway and there was something in that moment that said no you're not going in and I did a 180 turn back like I, I was like okay and like I turned back I remember starting to feel like really embarrassed by that really like self conscious. Uh, worried people were all staring at me. And as I got closer to the elevator to go to just stay there to just take a breath, I ended up reaching in my pocket, grabbing my phone and doing something. And for those that know that have done this before, you know, the feelings that start to come up from this is I grabbed my phone out of my pocket and I had a fake phone conversation with myself. Of just talking, saying, Oh, this is great, having a great time here. Yeah, so much fun. No one's on the other line. People are walking by. Now you're like, oh, everyone knows I'm on this fake phone conversation. Like all oh. of those emotions start come bubbling up. Sensations, the head buzzing, just you're feeling the tingles, and you're just like, and the stomach's just churning, and you're like, I get like for me, I was like, I gotta get out of here. And so I got into the elevator. I was like, I'm done. Didn't even stay for the speaker. I ended up walking oh. out of the building. And for me, I remember telling myself, like, to go on this path, I was like, I never want to feel like this again. Like, I know I got to work on this, of being able to share myself in in this space of public speaking, connecting with others, sharing my genuine self. And I don't want anyone else to have to feel like this either. I want others to be able to really be able to be comfortable in sharing who they are through their voice and expressing that to the world. And really, that's what led me to then diving into, and that was eight years ago, diving into this journey of really honing in when it comes to public speaking and showing up genuinely um, by being able, when I say that, I say by what you're saying, you're being. And um, from there, that's led me to supporting others. Um, if it's from those that have been TEDx speakers to professional singers, um, to those that are wanting to get started in the professional career standpoint, and uh, also to speak on stages. And so it's been that journey of eight years to get where we are now, um, but uh, truly grateful for that moment of, of a decision and making a, a shift and a change.
0: Was, that, was there something that happened uh, when you were younger that basically created this like nervousness that was that always there or was that something that kind of like was accentuated by this specific event
1: yeah so it was it was a culmination for sure like um, I think we can all relate in some instance of someone disagreeing with us um, and I remember early on getting a message of when someone disagreed that didn't feel great on my end and I felt like I had a I had to take on the responsibility of making making it shift and change so that the other person felt comfortable. And that was the message I took in. Whenever I would go out there and voice my opinion or voice my views on something as a kid, I would always get told like, okay, no, that's not the right way, or put down, or just talked over, or the shouting, the other person was, you know, able to shout more than I could. And I kept on getting this reaffirming message of, okay, well, either the easiest way or the, the way to make this the best situation possible is to make sure the other person feels comfortable. And I, growing up, utilized that kind of like as a um, as a crutch in essence of like just not showing who I was. Now I realize the benefit and the blessing that it was in a superpower of being able to make sure other people like really acknowledging empathy, their emotions empathy. and their feelings yeah and the empathy of it and so being able to understand that what we go through for our struggles and and the challenges that we face there are gifts in that we may not see it in the moment or maybe a few years it may take a few years um or even a few decades but you just know that there are gifts in in those challenges and, and those moments that happen for us
0: would you say you were confident or the confidence just wasn't there right like or how what was the connection between those two yeah,
1: so I mean, the confidence was not there. Um, so when I started off, I, and and still to this day, so I want to say that for people, like to know, like it, it doesn't go away. But for me, um, especially early on, when I would have a conversation with a stranger, I still remember this story with my mom. We went to a Target and I was looking to get shampoo, and I was very young, around like maybe seven or eight. And I remember like not wanting to ask an employee there where the shampoo was. Like I was starting to shake, like my body physically was shaking. Um, and again, the, the sweating was happening and I was like, like, no, I'm not doing this. And then my mom, I'm grateful for her doing this. She was like, we're not leaving the store until you ask someone where it is. And you need those people that believe in you when you, when you yeah. do yourself. And really she, um, opened up that space for me to go out there and I was, my voice quivering, like <laughs> like shaking and you know, I did it best I could of like, where's the shampoo? And, uh, you know, that took a while to get to that point. It took like a few minutes, like, if not, like I'd say gosh, around like 10 minutes or so. And um, ever since then, even to this day, I'll have moments, especially if it's talking to someone I admire, um, if it's talking to us on a stage that is very big in in what I'm used to, I will still have moments of feeling nervous or even a a level of shaking. And the key, something I always want to share with people is like, that is natural to happen when it comes to nervousness, uh, comes to those emotions that we feel it's not to disregard those or suppress those, but it's just to, the, the goal is just to be able to handle it, just to allow it to, to flow through you. Um, and there's different ways to go about that, which we can absolutely talk more into, but yeah, it's it, confidence was not, um, was not there to start. It was something to having to put in the reps that I always say of, of each and every day working towards building upon that.
0: Yeah. So, you know, after you you went through this, you made the decision. And I think what I love about your story is you took something that was a challenge for you and you decided to instead of just like, you know, dealing with it, you know, uh, improving at or whatever, you actually turned it into what you currently do because you want to be able to help other people out there. Um, Give me an idea of like what are you doing currently? Right. Like now that we've kind of like gone through how we how we came across this challenge. What do you, What is the business currently?
1: Yeah, so what I focus in on is I call it VTW, is what I call it calls. So it's voice training workouts. And I do that in the standpoint of one-on-one support of helping people and developing voice, voice exercises that they can use um, so they can, they can put in the reps consistently. And so that's also one-on-one work that I do with people to speaking on stages and sharing these voice exercises, um, which you had the opportunity to experience too when I was in Savannah to then doing my own virtual events um, and classes where groups can come together and practice. And so calling it basically next rep speaker um, classes. And so speakers come together to be able to practice their stories, practice their talks, and also to as well with that, be able to to connect to their silliness and their goofiness. Because I believe in all the work that I do is the importance is to connect to our weirdness and our silliness and allow that to be a gift. And then, so virtual, as well as planning to do in-person now, in-person um, summits, workshops, uh, conferences. That's all I will say for right now. But um, there are uh, quite a few uh, things in the development uh, stage of that, too.
0: How big is this industry? I've never I've never heard of, like, VTW. And maybe I'm, I'm just, yeah. like, kind of, like, in a small town, and, and that's kind of, like, the way that it is. But tell me, like, what, what does the landscape look like?
1: Yeah, it was I appreciate that question because um, a lot of people are actually not Yeah. Like not familiar with it. Like when it comes to voice exercises. So basically voice exercises have been utilized by professional singers and actors um, heavily. A lot of the times when it comes to the best of the best, um, there'll be there'll be many of them will use them. And they are super helpful for becoming an anchor uh, in being able to go out there and, and connect to your confidence also allows you to do some silly sounds, um, like mm-hmm. one is like Baby Chewbacca for Star Wars fans. And so like you're doing these weird sounds, but it actually, it, and also it focuses on the endurance of the voice, the actual vocal cords, the muscles surrounding it, as you're strengthening it. And so really, you're creating a workout for your voice. So you can think about that as the rest of your body for when it comes to working out, utilizing that for your voice. We really take that for granted sometimes. We don't even think about that. And so for voice exercises, it's been it's been around for quite, quite a, a while. Um, But specifically in professional singing and acting and then even now also to those that are speakers, um, top level speakers, they'll utilize it. But it it hasn't been, I I don't think yet. uh, That's why hopping in and sharing this. I I don't believe it's gone yet into many people in in the speaking industry utilizing this. And I think it's a missed opportunity uh, because it allows us to connect the silliness and also helps out with our voice too at the same time.
0: Wow. So uh, from what I hear, uh, definitely some innovation happening, right, where you're bringing this concept into basically other uh, industries that maybe don't know about it as much. Why do you think uh, voice training workouts is so important, maybe for the everyday person?
1: Yeah. So. Um well, two things come up. Well, three. Actually, three things come up. Two, I really, really harp on. One, I'm, I'm recently bringing into focus. Um, but the first is the endurance of the voice. When we're going throughout our day, communicating, talking, um, if that's depending on what, what roles we're in and what we're doing, um, even just thinking about family life, by the end of the day, we can feel tired. We can feel like our voice is drained, like we are done. And by being able to work out our voice and build endurance with our voice, we're not ending the day as tired and as exhausted. And by being able to have that happen, all of a sudden, the challenges that we're facing throughout the day, and especially even at the end of the day, we're able to start to respond to those challenges rather than react. And when we're doing that, we've all noticed the difference between responding and reacting. Reacting is not going as well as it could. Um, and responding, we're feeling that like we're charting our own path and we're actually moving in this life and life's happening for us. And so that's really a big focus when it comes to this work from a practical standpoint for those that are kind of like, ah, you know, I get it, but like, I kind of want a practical, like what the hell is, does this do? Um, it really helps for the endurance of the actual muscles uh, surrounding the voice, the vocal cords themselves, working them out in a unique way that then allows for your day-to-day talking just in conversational tones to feel less tiring. Um, so that's one. And then the second one that I talk about that's more for those that are kind of like want to flow with it and kind of vibe with it is the fun. Like when you're mm-hmm. doing these voice exercises, you are being at a fun vibration in your life mm. and with a lot of challenges, especially in entrepreneurial space. Uh, you're dealing with a lot of challenges day in, day out. And when we are coming from more of a possibility standpoint, rather than a scarcity of <laughs> what the hell do I do in this moment, when we're, we're, we're at that vibration of fun, then the world opens up for those possibilities of what we can do, what we can create, the innovations that can unfold. And it cre- it's a beautiful gift that we can give ourselves. And we could all, of course, use more fun in our life. And so really, that's, that's the second focus. Um, and then the, the final one that brings it all together and especially for, you know, creating a business, going out there, if it's pitching it to going out there and bringing in customers to connections that can be made um, is confidence by being able to express a part of us that perhaps we don't really share that often with people. Um, and that's our silliness, the, the little bit of that weirdness with some of these exercises of like lip drills, tongue drills, um, la 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 when we're able to just do that on a consistent basis and make that a priority by telling ourselves that by doing it when it comes to the body and the mind, uh, or the rest of the body and our mind connected, then we're going into it saying, all right, if I could do this and I'm doing this consistently and it's kind of getting a bit boring, what other possibilities can I do out there? Like then all of a sudden the confidence comes in of saying, all right, Like, like, I'm kind of like, okay, with this, I'm expressing this side, like now I can go and take the risk of adding a joke into if it's a pitch. And they realize, oh, now they keep, now the investors can connect to me because like they know a little bit more about my personality and I'm not as robotic. Or it could be if it's customers, you're able to really share more of your personality of who you are and that silliness. And we want to laugh more. And so if you're creating a positive rea- uh, response to your customers when they see the content that you're producing or how you're expressing your products or services, they're going to want to buy from you because they like you more. And so mm. there's ways that you can go about that um, for for the confidence side of it. But that's, that's been an added benefit that I have noticed within my own self, as well as others that have gone through and practiced this on a consistent basis.
0: I love that. Um, t- talk to me about kind of the exercises that you take on a daily basis, right? Like, do you just wake up every morning and you know, do your do your sets and, and practice every single day?
1: yes i mean i'm happy to do one demonstration for one with the mic with this one it's tough for some of the ones that okay. you can yes but um to, to before i get into that though uh like yeah so how i do it for me every day so i, I on mondays through wednesday i do a vcw daily so twice uh, a day on instagram live and that was something that I, I needed for my own self for accountability and then of course it's opened up for an opportunity for others to experience these exercises um in a digital format for free and they get to experience it. And so I do that Monday, Wednesday. And then what's the, the what's the URL? What's the uh, Instagram handle for those? Yeah, people so Instagram handle, it's RD weeks, W E E K S 50. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Instagram lives. Um, yeah. Perfect. So also to how, how it's done. It's like, it can take like t- around 10 minutes total for the workout, or you could just take one of, so it's five exercises. Um, 10 minutes, um, you're doing a certain amount of reps. It's uh, around, so it's three reps for for the exercises and then five reps for the first exercise. But um, you could either do a compressed version of that, of just doing one of these exercises for three reps, and that could be less than a minute. And you do that every day, you're going to notice a difference, you will. And so one that I can do right now quickly is called la-la-las. And so it's like the tip of the tongue, Roof of the mouth, back of the front teeth. There's a little ridge area and you're doing the tongue roll is, is how I say it too. So it's like a la sound. So you can do that five reps. So it's la, la, la. And then you keep going for the five reps. And it's just simple as that. And many times when it comes to simplicity, we uh, we want to overcomplicate it as human beings. And so simplicity is key in my in, in my uh, regards with this work. Is like if we can keep it simple, it's a whole keep it simple silly is my mm-hmm. go-to with that.
0: Uh, something that you said earlier that really resonated with me was really this concept of fun, right? You know, we we work, we go through all of our lives with so much uh, stress and and you know pressure, and there's all these kind of like different components that are vying for our attention. And you know, this is something that I I also practice on my own. It's like I try to have as much fun as I can because if I'm not having fun, there's actually no point. And so, like the fact that these vtws are able to kind of like get you out of that zone in the mind of like okay well i can be silly i can i can you know enjoy myself i think that that's a huge uh benefit to those people that do practice um yeah
1: oh my gosh yes like uh just to add on to that quickly is uh just thinking about when we're at that vibration it just goes back to like life like life just feels better and as you said it's like Yes. We, we sometimes feel like we got to go for the goal and, um, and then work towards that goal and, and we got to suffer and grind and, and put in the work and, and all that. And I'm all about putting in the reps and putting in the consistent work, but also not to the expense of finding ways in which to make it fun. And I am not perfect. I don't, no one is perfect. Like you will have the days where it's not always fun the entire time, like 24 seven, that does not happen. I don't believe that's real life personally. But the key is to always have that still be a priority in your day, to always come back to that and remind yourself of that. And the key is just continuously showing up. And you won't show up fully all the days, but the the key is just making sure that that's an intention there there for you is so important. It really becomes a game changer in, in the space of entrepreneurship.
0: Uh, talk to me about when you, I mean, obviously there was the event, right? Where you felt super nervous and then you picked up the phone and pretend talking on the phone. Uh, what was the trigger for you to actually turn it into, to get your LLC to kind of like go down that route? Let's talk about that.
1: Yeah. Well, so um, the keys, I, I like to think of it as a spaghetti phase. So for entrepreneurship, like it did not just all of a sudden go from that moment. And then the next day I'm like, yo, let me go to like LegalZoom, get my LLC. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, the, the, the path is charted. Like it's there. I see it. All right. We're on it. Like that does, that does not happen. Um, like I don't, I don't, I think if someone says that there, there's something, there's a big part that's <laughs> missing. That. Um, just my, my two cents on that, but it's, um, it's what I call the spaghetti phase. So that was eight years ago. And so that led me through a bunch of different things when it came to public speaking, uh, and as well as entrepreneurship. So I was a DJ when I first got started in entrepreneurship. Oh, so I just did, did the nightclub scenes, uh, parties that was in my college days. And and I, I loved that. That was great. But also I was hiding, <laughs> you know, you to hide from that a lot. Uh, but, yeah. but I mean,
0: when you're DJing, you got to get on the mic, right? Hype up the crowd. Like, were you doing that?
1: No, so I wasn't. That's the thing. I wasn't like I'd get. I get like maybe one time, but then you you go on the music. You, you know, the music. You're able to speak through the music, and that's like a whole separate combo for the power of music and then being able to express yourself that way. What, what, but yeah, what I was, type
0: of I was, what type of yeah. music do you spin?
1: If you don't mind me asking, so uh, for me, was electronic. Like I love dubstep, um, and also to just like different forms of electronic was great. And then of course the pop top forty hits kind of vibe too. Right on. uh, Depending on the event, so and then also daytime. Like I love daytime trance a little bit too with that for like poolside. So those are always cool. But um, yeah, well with it, it's like so that's how it started. And then all of a sudden, I'm going into then social media work, doing consulting and diving into social media, uh, to then getting into speaking about meditation. And it was all more interest, like what interested me, my mind, for those that know this, where you have these ideas that pop up and then you're like trying to seize them, it's great for innovation, for cool things, but also too, you got to make sure there's structure around that because if not, you get lost in, in all the different ideas and then nothing happens. But for me, it was what I call the spaghetti phase, where it's just throwing stuff against the wall, seeing what I resonate with, seeing what sticks with the audience. And so I would go and I would speak at, at my alma mater for college. I'd speak at um, HR events. Like I'd do this, and it'd, it'd be these moments of just talking about certain different things. Like As I said, meditation was one. Social media was one. Um, talking about how to bring more mindfulness into leadership roles. And so all of these different interests of mine uh, unfolded to then to get to the point where i was like you know what like i've been doing this for eight years like now i feel i'm excited to want to go and help others and teach others and so that idea did not happen eight years ago of saying hey i want to go out and help others to also be able to work through this and feel like they can share their genuine voice it was just more of like i don't want anyone else to feel like this ever again but i don't really know what to do with that that's kind of just like and i thought an idea but it didn't really translate to what it is today um, back then, it, it was uh, through this journey of discovery, um, which I believe we all go on in this entrepreneur journey.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, during this, this period of time while you're on this path of, you know, trying out these different things, um, was there like, you know, because business is business, right? Like there's all these components that are very similar to each other. Uh, was there a trigger point that led you to say, hey, I want to help? Like, I, I I, feel like this is something that is happening to a lot of other people, and I want to help people find their voice.
1: Yeah, so I definitely, the inspiration for wanting to help really stems from my, my dad. So mm. my dad, uh, he's a, still, he's about to retire so just depending on when this, when this goes live. But um, yeah, he... Uh, is, uh, the, com- he, he's the community service director of my high school, the high school I mm-hmm. went to, uh, which is a whole nother dynamic for when it comes to like being taught by your dad, like in high Love school. Love that. Yeah. But ever since I was, gosh, I, I think, I mean, maybe six or seven every Saturday I would go out and get involved in the community and we do different things. If it's gardening to Habitat for Humanity to, um, going to soup kitchens, all of that growing up. And so every, like yeah, as, as best I could every Saturday, um, I would be out there and doing that. And, and I, before, yeah, like not, and I don't want to say it, but like, you know, very much encouraged to do it. And um, it, it, it became a part of me. And of course you go then through the rebel phase of saying, all right, I don't want like, to do this anymore. I want my Saturdays back. Because like, I've, all I've known is this. And what I'm grateful for is to have a full circle moment of coming back. Into how important that is to help others and support others, and it's a big drive because it's like I definitely grew up in that environment of just going out there and doing it, and so I'm grateful for that. And we all have our different ways of going, getting to that point. But for me, when it came to wanting to say I can help others specifically in public speaking, when that happened, um, that was during the the pandemic, and and that Mm -hmm. was a moment for me to realize, wow, like all of a sudden we had this moment of like kind of everyone in essence stopping taking a moment to really breathe and to figure out, Hey, like I've been doing this work for this amount of years on my own. Um, I feel like I want to explore this. I, again, it started with a curiosity and an interest of saying, I want to go out and help people in this space. I think I can do it. Um, I, I'm not sure how I'm going to do it, but like I, I have a, a small belief and, and it's not this big, massive flame, but it's, it's a, it was a small ember Uh, of of fire that I was like, all right, let me, let me explore this and start feeding it and seeing what happens. And that's been a beautiful journey and a gift. Uh, and, and I love it. I mean, this stuff like fires me up. I get amped about it of wanting to go out and support people in the space of public speaking, but all started back with my dad saying, all right, Saturdays, we're going, we're going out there and supporting the community. Uh,
0: what, what, like what's some advice that you would give to somebody that would need your services, right? Like, so in my mind, I think, I think a lot about maybe somebody who's on the shyer side that is having difficult, like, you know, even talking to people, like, in a social setting, right? Like, they don't, they don't know what to say. Um, is that kind of like the the typical person that you're trying to, to lift up?
1: Yeah, well, there's, so there's two levels to it. Yeah, I, I always think about it as levels. So, definitely it's, it's for those that have an interest of wanting to get better in public speaking in general of like conversationally to, um, you know, if it's in their work, uh, and, and wanting to excel in their career to family life, being able to communicate. Um, and then also to then really honing in on, Hey, I actually want to go and start speaking in front of larger audiences and sharing a message, sharing something that's been on my heart that I feel can really make an impact for someone else. And so Mm -hmm. for me, I also want to support those in that space that really want to take it to the next level in the the prof- in the professional speaking side of it. Mm. And so, as, as some tips I can share um, when it comes to both of those that are still helpful no matter at what level you play at for this space is one to, of course. And it, again, it sounds it's not like oh, what's like the the word I can say this or that, but really. And again, it's like the whole idea of what's common sense. It's not always common practice is something that was shared with me for a quote by a mentor of mine. It's it's giving yourself grace, like to just Mm -hmm. be able to not really get frustrated with yourself when it doesn't go well for a conversation you have with someone. Um, So let's say you want to say something very important to, let's say, um, if it's a family member. And it just comes out as a jumbled mess. And it actually Mm. doesn't go that well for reaction. Uh, The key, instead of getting into that moment of frustration and like just saying, ah, this sucks, like I'm not going to do that again. It's giving yourself some grace and saying, all right, you know what? Another quote of mine that I really hold on to from a mentor is that every master was once a disaster. And so Mm. like we all we got to give ourselves grace. This is where I'm starting. And that's just a simple just switch when it comes to the mindset from a practical standpoint practice practice is key mm-hmm. so if you have an important conversation that you're wanting to uh talk to a family member about it's actually rehearsing it out and um there's different levels to that i always say for something really just starting off just get to the point where you the words you want to say the key words put that down write that out on a piece of paper and then talk out loud with it and just say it um say it as many times as you need to but um it sounds so simple but that's it that's really yeah. it. It's just doing that, putting in the reps. And those would be two, st- two steps. And then the final one is breathe. Actually, take a moment to breathe through the words you're saying. And so, especially if you're about to go up there and talk to a family member, take a breath first, maybe two, maybe three or four, uh, to the point where they're like, uh, are, you, are you okay? Like, what's going on? <laughs> you know? And, and you can do it to that point where it's just like breathe, like slow it down, really slow it down. And, um, that will be a a big shift that can happen for you of, of being okay and comfortable of then all of a sudden stepping in and saying the words you got to say.
0: That's amazing advice. Um, what, what, what's up coming up next for you and and the stuff that you have going on? Yeah. So
1: I'm getting back out. I got the, uh, speaking events going. So, so I'm doing a nice little tour set up, uh, definitely more updates about that coming out soon. But, um, Definitely for ways in which for people to participate, um, the the big thing is virtual and in-person events. Those are starting to unfold um, that I'm really excited about to help share this VTW um, magic out into the world. And so the goal is to start um, looking for where people are wanting this when it comes to cities, uh, towns, going out there and saying, hey, and especially for those watching or listening, if you're like, hey, this would be fun to have a, a workshop in my town please let, let me know. You can send me a DM uh, because that's the goal is to start creating events where people can come together that want to improve, build community, um, create some epic fun, create potentially new friendships, and also to work on a magical, beautiful tool that we all possess, which is our voice uh, as well.
0: Love that. What's uh, the best way to get connected with you?
1: Yeah, so the best way is going to be Instagram. Uh, so R D Weeks w-e-e-e-k-s-w-e-e-k-s-w-e-e-k-s-w-e-k-s-w-e-k-s-w-e-k-s-w-e-k-s-w-e-k-s-w-e-k-s-w-e-k-s Uh, 50. And then also to on Instagram or on uh, LinkedIn, uh, Robert-David Weeks. That's the other way to those those two platforms.
0: Fantastic. Uh, Robert, I want to thank you so much for coming on to the show. It was an absolute pleasure to have you. I think I learned uh, a lot about kind of like your story and how what made you, you know, do the things that you do. And and again, what I love about this is not only that that you overcame a challenge, um, but you took that challenge and turned it into a passion that you are now helping other people. And that's sometimes the best fuel for any type of entrepreneur.
1: Yeah. And again, Adam, I so appreciate the opportunity to be able to go out there and serve and support this community. And the key is, yes, being able to figure out what it is that really gets you excited and fired up and ready to go for the day. Um, and because those days are going to add up to, to years and then from there, decades and there, your life. So, Definitely going out there and continue to put in the reps is so key and important. Awesome.
0: Looking forward to everything that you do in the future, man.
1: Yeah. Hell yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate awesome. this.